previously, our uh, unlikely group of friends uh, prepared for the journey further north into the uh, desolate cold of the Uden Dominion. They uh, steeled themselves for the journey and prepared uh, small uh, things like just simple clothes, snowshoes, and even magical uh, augmentations to assist with the journey northward. Uh, as we last left off, our group met in the main thoroughfare of Gunnersholt, the lift town on the edge of the cliffside that runs the northern border of the Hearthlands, and they uh, heard a town crier uh, let out that news of the south uh, brought word of tragedy. A group of rebel terrorists had recently attacked the capital of the Hustrad Empire. Um, the rings of Aaliyah set ablaze and civilian lives lost. And that is where we left off. Uh, the three of you find yourselves once again standing in the uh, somewhat muddy and, and slightly frozen street of Gunner's Holt's main thoroughfare uh, as this crier lets out these uh, announcements of uh, ill-tiding and death from the south. Um, how do we... I don't know, I guess it's on a personal basis, but like, how is the Empire regarded? I'm just trying to figure out how I would feel about this news. Right. It, it sort of depends on your your own personal opinion of them. Uh, the Hustrad Empire is the head country of the Imperial Union. They're essentially considered the head of the Imperial Union, which is a collective of about um, five countries, the Hustrad Empire being the largest and most powerful of which. Uh, the ringed city of Aaliyah is the city that the syndicate's headquarters is based out of. Um, they are an economic power and a military power that controls a great deal of um, influence in the central south of the Bailheart continent. Uh, they butt right up against the southern border of the hearthlands um, on the map. They are incredibly influential and powerful and recently expanded southward to encompass the Isle of Summerreach that Drang is familiar with. And the news uh, bears with it um, to you, Drang, um, a eerie semblance to the um, rebel insurgency that you had assisted with training, um, mm. at least at mention. It sounds very... Uh, very much, if there was any rebel group to be attacking the capital of the Empire, it would be them. The crier continues um, as they um, kind of branch off into the side streets of Gunner's Holt to continue word um, and spread the news further into the, the town. Empire and sovereignty on the verge of war. This is not surprising news to hear for any of you. Um, the Euphro Sovereignty and the Hustrad Empire have been butted up against each other and shared a border for thousands of years, and they have always been in conflict with one another. And they've had a few small wars over the years, um, and it's always been a matter of more when than if that they would go to war once again. As far as public opinion of the Empire, it tends to be pretty mixed whether they're viewed as um, imperialists and 
economic bullies that control the region that they are they find themselves in or whether they are paragons of progress the city itself of alia is built tiered like a cake um with these rings built on top of one another and it serves as sort of a symbol of human strength and ingenuity and engineering and that is the sort of nature that the empire embodies in the eyes of most humans it is a beacon of progress of civilization of industry and that is all things dragon cares a lot about yeah (laughs) it is both good and bad in the eyes of many different people Ozzy says, oh, geez, not my industry. <laughs> I, I don't... What? <laughs> I don't think Ozzy is much of a politics guy, probably. More than likely not. Had had any of you ever been to Alea? No. Hmm. I... No. Might have gone, but never did. It's big, like a, uh, like a, like a cake. The, uh... The carnivals don't quite get into the city. I've been on the the uh, outskirts, as it were, mm. the, uh, the lower tiers of the cake, maybe. I uh, I hadn't gone since I was a child. I I can't imagine on fire. Well, you know, it, uh, they come, they go. The the fires start, they get put out. It's uh, not our concern. I I suppose you're all right. So about my bug. <laughs> As you all are standing in the middle of the street, you see the shape of the um, the dwarven gentleman who uh, was the barkeep at the tavern you all were briefly in. Or, well, no, Ozzy, you were briefly in. Actually, in fact, the other two of you never entered. You see the, the heavily tattooed dwarven gentleman running down the thoroughfare, and he sees you, and he says, Hey, uh, you! Uh, I don't even know your name. You and he points to you, Ozzy, as he starts walking up towards the three of you. They call me the Paladin of Pain. Sure, man. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, he kind of he looks at the other two of you, um, Maisel Drang. Um, <clears throat> looks back at you, Ozzy, and he says, uh, "You and I might want to talk real quick if you want to uh, come here privately." Uh, no offense meant. None taken. Not to yeah. travel. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to take Zeph with me, though. Okay. Um, I would like to start walking towards the where the crier was going while while this happens. Sure. Um, the, the dwarven gentleman kind of pulls you and Zeph aside, Ozzy, and he says, Listen, I've got... Uh, I'm sure you just heard the news. They, uh... Crier stopped by the tavern briefly. Um, look, if... War is happening in the south, and if there was attack on the capital, it's going to upset things a little bit. Uh, Syndicate operates out of the out of Aaliyah. That's no secret to anybody. We're pretty far north from Syndicate territory. Uh, our alliance is here, and our influence here is already weak as is. And fear of war is going to upset that. Red is. Well, he uh, has an interest in keeping things amicable between the two nations, so he's going to be busy. It's going to make things difficult up here for people like us. And he puts his hand out and he says, Bosnam, by the way, 
never got your name. Ozzy, yeah, shakes his hand and says, um, well, I suppose they call me Ozzy. All right, Ozzy. Listen, if you're traveling further north, you're going to have a tough time getting any help from any of us. There really aren't any of us. Affiliates this far north are hard to find. Gunner's Holt's about the last bastion of any influence by the Syndicate. Now, your friend, unfortunately, has been pulled aside. Uh, received word from uh, Syndicate affiliates uh, back in Midgate. Need help from an enforcer. He's been asked to assist. So, and whoa, whoa, kind whoa, of whoa. like... Uh, you're saying my handler just left. He didn't just leave. He was asked to leave. Job. Work. Listen, I'm not high up in this uh, whole shit. I'm I'm just a barkeep, and I pay my debts. That's it. But I've been asked to take on a little more than is uh, usually in my purview. So That sounds like you and me both, bud. Well, it's about to get a little bit uh, heavier. And he reaches into his belt and he pulls out one of those clasps with the two con- uh, concentric circles. And he hands it out to you and he says, Consider yourself uh, official. Um, Ozzy gets down on one knee. Don't! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. You gotta do it. You're not gonna like this. And he clips it to, like, the hood of your fucked up, like, layers and layers of fabric. And he's like, you're... I'm not gonna make it look nice. <laughs> I, you know, you did a great job. I'm really proud of you. Are there any, like, on... words? Can you, can you say some words? <laughs> yeah, get up off your goddamn knees. <laughs> uh, Ozzy stands up and says, so do I have a... A title? No, you don't have a title. You're still whoever the fuck you are. Listen, you're official for now. We still need you to do what you've set out to do. Your friend is occupied. He may come back to Gunner's Holt, in which case I'll send him your way. I just need you to understand that this is a precarious situation for us in the Syndicate, especially this far north. We don't have that many resources to offer you. You're going to be mostly on your own. Come back to Gunner's Hold if you need anything. You can find me. We have another affiliate north north at the edge of town. Justice. Just the two of us. We're the only ones affiliated in Gunner's Hold. If you need anything, you can find us here. Anything north of here, you're on your own. Be careful. So, uh... After the job's done, I just just come back here. They were they were pretty light on information with me. I don't have much more to give you, but whatever you're following with this guy, and he points to Zeph. You've got him. That was the first piece. I'm no expert, but way I figure it, follow the trail, figure out what they're doing and what they're selling, and what they're using the information he sold to them for. Figure that out, come back, you get paid. I'll be in touch with the syndicate further south. I'll have payment waiting for you. In the meantime, consider this a down payment. And he reaches back onto his belt and he pulls out a small coin purse. This is coming out of my own personal coffers because they couldn't send anyone up here on your behalf. 
please don't waste it. This shit puts me back a couple months. Oh, hell yes. I just spent my last gold on crystals. Uh, <laughs> um, he, he takes the pouch. <laughs> he hands you a gold pouch. That is only a piece of what you're to be paid. You come back here with good news and you'll get paid more. As for your friends, and he kind of uh, gestures to the other two and he says, I don't know what your business is with them, but they're not affiliates. So your discretion, they're useful, stick with them. If not, don't have anything to do with them, but you don't tell them anything about the syndicate that they don't need, they don't need to know or it's their heads, not yours. Way ahead of you, pal, way ahead of you. You're affiliated now, which means we take care of you. You need anything, you come back. There's 150 gold in there. It's not much, but it's all I can spare right now. I appreciate the generosity, truly. And he, uh, again, he holds out his hand one more time to shake yours. And he says, again, Bosnam. Uh, Ozias, at your service. And he shakes your hand strongly and he says, Ozias, don't fuck this up. I have never fucked anything up. Uh, and Ozzy turns to leave. I don't believe that for even a moment. <laughs> and he lets go and he says, if you need anything, come back to the Lone Tree. Otherwise, or Bear Tree. Anything else? I don't know. Go to Justice. Take care. And he I got turns it, I and got he it. starts heading back down the thoroughfare. Cool. Yeah. Ozzy rejoins the group. Um, I didn't really have anything to ask the, the crier. I was just giving some flavor of walking around. <laughs> How was your uh, little chat? Um, pretty good. Anything you'd like to share with the class? Um, no. Great. Let's go get some horses. <laughs> uh, bug, bug, mm. or dogs, <laughs> or, or dogs, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's breaking character. I guess that's the decision we need to make next is if we're going to pull our gold for some dogs or pursue my bug. So if I'm recalling correctly, Dylan, you said like the first place to get the bugs was like a trek outside of town, not necessarily needing a um, needing the, the dogs to get there. Half days travel won't require transportation, but if you go any further okay. beyond it, it will. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so my thought, I think, would be to pull the gold and get uh, dogs because we know they exist. Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose that would actually be a named character thought. Um, so I, I can yeah cool. do that. But uh, wh I, what are you thinking? Um, no, I'm yeah, I'm going to do it in character. I know what Ozzy's thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, Kat, you want to? Add anything here? Um, Drang is, uh, I mean, she's a druid. She's largely indifferent to what we decide <laughs> to ride. Um, it sounds like this is an economic issue, which... Okay. So, Drang is just kind of watching this and occasionally nodding vaguely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. She's kind of distracted. So, I think Ozzy's like, um, so look, I, uh... I just came into some coin, but... Ow. What? Uh, don't worry about it. Um, all right. No, how? <laughs> Will you... The, the thing I just did. He paid me. 
you walked into an alley with some strange man and then you walked out with money. Yeah, yeah, you got a problem with the way I do business? No, no I don't. I'm it, impressed, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. So, <laughs> I got some money, but mm. I'm going to be honest with you. The bug sounds more useful. I know what you're thinking, Ozzy. You love the bug. That's all we hear about is the bug. But look, these things generate heat. We're going to need heat. You two didn't get any crystals. Hey, uh, Well, we could uh, use your newfound fortune. Well, it's it's not a fortune. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, hey, tall friend, mm-hmm. you uh good with animals? You seem I like a, a nature type. Can be. All right. So look, that's what I keep hearing about the bug. Is they're useful, but they're you know a little strong-willed. We got this one here that's can be good with animals. I think that's a great sign. A dog is also an animal, and we wouldn't need to rely on one person to keep it sane. Yeah, but a dog doesn't act as a furnace now, does it? Not on the outside. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, before we talk about cutting open any dogs. <laughs> um, see, my thought is from here, as, as far as I know, we won't have anywhere to spend gold. We might as well use it up. Well, we can use it on a bug. One? Yeah, one, it's a big bug. I don't know what, what you want from me. It just seems like a dangerous proposition. What if these bugs don't even exist? We'll be already dipping into our rations and out of town. Well, then we come back, we buy more rations with the money that I'm saving for the bug, and then we do it again. Commit to that. All right, deal. Ozzy sticks out his hand. Shakes it. I'm a company man now. (laughs) Um, So where, pray tell, do we head to find these bugs? I hear it's about a half day's trek north. Hmm. Well... I suppose that's what we're doing. Yeah, has anybody got any uh, final errands to run? None. All right. Um, well, since my partner just abandoned me, this is convenient because... What? Oh, yeah. Well, how big... much happened in that? <laughs> you, re- you remember the big guy, right? <laughs> I do. He nearly ripped me in half. Yeah, he's got a much worse personality than I do. Um, he had to go attend to some matters, so it, you got me. There are a whole mess of secrets, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> well, fine then. I suppose we... You've changed my mind on even having how many bugs. <laughs> it's, it's just one bug. It's always been one bug. <laughs> um, so Ozzy pulls out the snowshoes and kind of looks at Drang and says, uh, Could you wear these? Would you uh, wear these? They are... Small and also no. All right, fair enough. Um, so he hands one pair to Maisel and then one pair to Zaf and keeps the third pair for himself. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> you were just gonna not let Zaf have any. <laughs> I mean, so mean. Well, my original plan was to not let Noir have any. <laughs> <laughs> or Zaf. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna like. I guess, like, via the, the rope that you tie into your feet, um, like, kind of satchel it since we're still in the middle of the town, and I would imagine sure. we don't need to wear them yet. Uh, fair point of asking, um, Maisel, are you returning for your um, luggage prior to uh, embarking north? Was that... I suppose it wasn't on Drang's shoulder. <laughs> I mean, I um, like that Drang still has the piece that she was carrying, I think. I don't... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that would be left at the inn. Yeah. That was back yeah. at the inn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Y- yes. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, we should probably pick up the extra clothes we need. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Um, so, yes, I would like to go back to the inn, Dylan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you return to the inn. The The clerk at the counter once again greets you as you enter. Um, again, the interior uh, as exudes this um, familiar yet not quite completely correct um, uh, remembrance of uh, Verdon. Uh, as you head to your room and you get your bags... Um, we'll just be a moment. She kind of just waves and, and smiles and continues assisting other uh, other guests that have just arrived from off the lifts. Um, you obtain your, your cargo, your, um, your luggage. Um, it is quite hefty. Um, and... Yeah, I think actual amount-wise, like, I would like to have... Um like what I'm imagining she would have brought to begin with that she could have gotten to the elevator before meeting Drang um, mm-hmm. is like probably like one little satchel, a big old like camping backpack, and then like the um, the, the trunk that, uh, yeah. that Drang has. So three things in total. I need a okay. full uh, Death Stranding style diagram of where you're attaching <laughs> this to your body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you, uh, you collect your your luggage and uh, okay. prepare on your way. Um, okay, so that taken care of, um, you say your parting words to the clerk at the uh, um, the lift side inn, and the three of you now stand poised in this uh, central uh, sort of a common area just outside of the the inn, um, ready to set out. Anything? La- any last? Uh, deeds needing done before heading north? Um, I think Ozzy just turns to Zaf and says, uh, you ready for your big debut, kid? I don't even know what that means. Sure. (laughs) You're leading this expedition, my friend. It's just due north to the ice wield. I don't know what to tell you. It's not that hard. Just north, straight out of town. Follow the road. You're already heading that way. You're my compass. <laughs> You're a fine bully, aren't you? Him? Yeah, he's awful. Do you see the way he treats me? <laughs> and he just, like, uh, I don't... He kind of, like, cinches tight the, like, the new heavy uh, winter wear that you bought him. And just, like, looks at the three of you and sighs heavily. Fucking, let's get this over with. Let's go. I guess. <laughs> and he starts leading the way out of town. Ozzy gives a big cheer at their new leader and follows him out. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, as you guys break the threshold of the edge of town, um, it opens up into um, sparse shrubbery and these kind of like slight uh, uneven fields of um, semi-frozen um, earth. Uh kind of with patchy greenery still holding on to life um, just outside of um, Gunner's Holt. Um, stretching further into the horizon, though, you see as the uh, fields of sort of like brown and gray and, and slight muted greens give way to slowly more and more of just white um, until the horizon line is little more than just a, a blanket of pure uh, whiteness that stretches on as far as you can see um, into the north and into the east and west as well. Um, 
As you travel northward, the sun's still pretty high in the sky, but the graying clouds um, blocking it from view, uh, the temperature slowly begins to drop as you head northward out of Gunner's Holt. Um, it is freezing, and the ground slowly begin begins to uh, grow hard and frozen uh, with each step as you get further and further outside of town. Uh, after about an hour and a half to two hours travel, uh, the uh, surrounding area gives way to a f- uh, faint blanket of snow that gets thicker with each passing moment that you travel until you are in the uh, heart of just difficult, trudging, snowy terrain. Uh, not quite enough to require the use of the snowshoes, but enough to make uh, your progress labored and slower than you'd prefer. As you continue onward, you notice as a thick, dark plume of smoke rises beyond the uh, uh, nearby crested hill, uh, just out of view, uh, trailing upward into the gray sky. It's thick black uh, smoke just slowly rising from some sort of campsite or uh, settlement. Ozzy, do you think that's what they what they were talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's it. I don't know who else would be camping up here, you know? Fair point. Um, just a fair warning. Sounds like these folk aren't the most... Uh, friendly to outsiders besides the one they're trading with, so let's, uh, let's be business-minded, you know? Let's not goof around. I know how you two are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Frank, I'm gonna need you to keep it together. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave, but Shortwave does way more than just host our audio. Shortwave builds our feed, gives us audience analytics, packages our player, and gives us a free website, too. But the coolest thing is that Shortwave stitches our content together automatically so we can do things like swap this ad out for another one whenever we want, or change the outro on all of our episodes at once to announce new projects. Whether you're starting your first podcast or migrating your incredibly successful one over, Shortwave is super easy to use and comes with a free 14-day trial at GoShortWave.com. That's G-O-S-H-O-R-T-W-A-V-E.com. Get started with hosting, syndication, analytics, web players, and dynamic content stitching at GoShortWave.com. All right. As you guys crest the hill and, and come across this small clearing, uh, you see a small singular tent uh, butted up against the base of a gnarled um, bear tree that has long since died and shriveled up and a small campfire uh, set just outside this singular individual tent. Um, the um, faintly worn path continues further northward. Um as you see this small little campsite off to the side of the road. Yeah, I think Ozzy's just gonna start heading for it. And um, once he's within like reasonable earshot, just be like, uh, hello, anyone home? There's a, a sound of rustling and you hear a clinging of metal from inside the tent as it kind of like shakes and shudders a little bit. It's only about the size fit for a single individual um, to camp inside. And 
the um, tarp of the uh, the door kind of is flung open as a figure slowly emerges and steps upright. A older human gentleman with a uh, kind of rough uh, white beard and long graying whitish hair pulled back into a small little uh, bun, a deep set wrinkled face um, in a heavy dark kind of charcoal gray tunic and um, these heavy uh, dark leather gloves uh, emerges from the threshold of the uh, the tent and he looks up at you, Ozzy, and he says Oh, uh, uh to what do I owe the pleasure of company this evening? Or morning, rather. And he looks around at the graying sky and then back down at you, Ozzy, and he says Pleasure. Uh, yeah, who you don't look like a dragonborn. What's up? He kind of, like, pats his face a little bit, and he says, uh, certainly not. At least not this morning. Ozzy, like, jumps. <laughs> he, he's, he's got this, like, grizzled, um, kind, hardened smile on his face. Um, his, his whole demeanor is that of, uh, is one worn heavily by years of, of hard work, and, uh, he's got this kind of toughness, but a kindness. Uh, exuding from him, and he says, Uh, you all are traveling north? And he gestures to all of you now. Uh, yeah, I want to, like, scooch around Ozzy and <laughs> stick out a hand. Um, we are, uh, Maisel Fisk. Uh, good to meet you. Ah, uh, Madam Fisk, and he holds his hand out to you. Pleasure. Um, do you... Do you live out here? No, certainly not. Uh, I am Demita. I'm traveling north. And he kind of offers this sly grin and he looks at Drang and he says, Much for the same reasons of your uh, companion here. And he gestures to you, Drang. Yeah, Drang nods. Why, uh, why would... Why? Oh, I could ask the same thing of a... Uh, <laughs> like, Drang like, just, like, blinks at Maisel because she's <laughs> sure she explained this. Uh, he, uh, he gestures to Maisel. He says, oh, I could ask the same of a, a fair woman like yourself. This is... Oh, but dangerous. I did it first. <laughs> he looks around at his campsite and he says, I beg to differ. I meant asked. <laughs> Winter um, friend, you are uh, returning to the court. I am, young one. Yourself? Uh, I am journeying to the court myself, though I fear my journey will not be as short as yours. Mm. You taking the long way? Uh, any mm. mortal takes the long way when compared to the Fae. They have the... Uh, benefit of traveling by way of the totem. Something oh, I have no also, privilege to. Okay, so can Drang bring people when she uses the totems to go places? Uh, no. So, travel by way of the totems is, um, essentially you're tapping into the Feywild and slipping into the thin veneer of the Feywild that rusts over the material, and kind of, uh, folding 
time and space and then mm. moving to another totem. Um, okay. It's something that is exclusive to the Fae. Right. So I will not be able to bring anybody with me. You will not. Mm. Um, and again, he smiles and he looks at uh, you again, Maisel, and he says, and what brings you journeying far north? I know what brings your friend here. And he points to you, Oz, and he says, uh, you, I will ask next. <laughs> um, Order of operations. <laughs> I think <laughs> all the fail aligned people we've associated with have had very strict order of operations. <laughs> like yeah. Then you, then you, then you. Um, I think Maisel is like beaming because she's like into how this dude lives. Um, and as she goes, I, I'm, I'm like you, I, I live outside, you know, uh, city life and I'm proving to myself that I can make it out here. You slept in an inn last night. You did too. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a living outside of Listen. city life. Like you, all right. Hey, he's speaking to you next. <laughs> um, he, he chuckles. That's he chuckles. her answer. And like, she's clearly like shaky voiced and like, yeah, she is not uh, convincing. You are. Hmm. Interesting. And Drang like nods and chuckles at this because that's also, that's. <laughs> Her thoughts as well. <laughs> this is dangerous land to travel. Much further north and your life will be at risk. Uh, you should think carefully of your actions going forward. Mm. By all means, if you seek to travel further north, then I cannot dissuade you, but it is a dangerous task to seek. Uh, you Colorful friend. Why are you traveling north? I'm going to the court also. He he kind of like nods a little bit and he says, Well then, welcome. You are among friends then, I guess. Uh, yeah, I glad guess. to be here. Uh, again, I am Demita uh, Agni. It is a pleasure to meet you all. I am. And he puts his... Uh, one of his gloved hands to his chest and he kind of like bows very slightly and then locks eyes with Drang. And he says, I am of the Briar Watch. I travel north to meet the court on behalf of mortal men. I had thought as much, young one. Maisel, the, the, the box in which the key was. Oh, um... Do I have that? I think, uh, oh, I just love the box. Yeah, yeah I, the box. Like, I, I, I pat around to a bunch yeah. of things and I, I find it and uh, and I pull it out. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, he holds his hand out for it. Do you know anything of this? This box bears the symbol of the quartz. But what was inside? Drang shows him her palm. Oh, dear. This is... Mm. Uh, he looks at the box once more and then kind of casts his gaze up at the horizon line and looks up into the north. 
Mm. This is troubling. Where did you come across this? Was it here in the north? At the lift. In the cargo. In Gunner's Holt. Mm. This is troubling indeed. Mm. Do you have the... Um, may I ask, mm. do you have what was inside? Uh, I kind of turns to look at Ozzy. <laughs> um, yeah, Ozzy pulls out the key. Um, may I? If you do not mind. Uh, you gotta give it back. I have no intention to keep it. Alright. Basil um, uselessly tries to push Strang back. <laughs> uh, yes, best to keep a wide berth, if this is what I uh, expect it is. And he takes the key, and takes off one of his gloves, and palms the key in his hand and rolls <laughs> it. And you can see that his hands are like split and scarred, and very worn and leathery. He rolls the key, the key over and inspects it before palming it into his other hand and putting his glove back on. And he hands the key back to you, Ozzy. And while handing it to you, he looks at Drang and Maisel and he says, This is Haman's steel. And he lets the key go and gives it to Ozzy. And he says, This is... Where to start? Haman's steel is valuable. It holds a great price in Baelheart. It comes from the island nation of Haman. It is used to make exquisite blades, but it also has a... Hmm. It has a unique quality to it. That which uh, inhibits magic of the natural kind. Not the arcane, but the wild. Haman steel is uh, uniquely suited to be used to um, bind and hold and harm those of the Fae. Ozzy pulls out the shackles and says, yeah. well, that would explain these. <laughs> ah. Yes, this is upsetting. I fear this is uh, more than a... Uh, minor inconvenience and harm to our frontier. This is a sign of something uh, more. And he scratches his head and he says, this is bad ill omen. I fear we may... Hmm, there may be forces at work that have... Uh, spent a great many years avoiding coming to the north and now have found reason to. The Winter Court has always been a bit um, aggressive. They've, they've held the borders of the north uh, quite strongly. They and the Iron Legion have proved a adequate uh, deterrent for those who had come seeking to harm the Winter Court the cross. Hmm. I fear that the Cobalt Cross may have ventured into northern territory. This is a bad sign. Um, this... Oh, good. I insist. Oh, um, Ozzy nudges Zaf and says, uh, you know anything about this? 
I don't know anything about this. I was to meet with New Caldizla, Trading Guild. Nothing about this Cobalt Cross whatever. I don't even know who they are. Uh, as point? he says that, oh, mm. I want to fumble for the, the two little brass guys and pull this out as well. Um, and, and pull them out and say, uh, we, we found a handful of these when we, when we found those shackles. Do these hold any meaning to you? No. Mm. I do not know what these are. How do you know all of this? Do you not know, uh, Maisel? Trang, what do you mean? There are among mortals those who come to court. They we are called the, the Well, oh, I apologize, Winter Friend. Um, if I may. Mm. Um, we of the Briar Watch keep the balance between the Fae and mortal lands. It is our job to uh, show fealty, uh, modesty in the face of the natural world. The Fae Courts hold power over the seasons, the natural world itself. It is important that the realms of men pay tribute to this. That we show that we respect the world as it is made and that we do not seek to bend it against its will. We of the Briar Watch walk the lands of Belhart and visit the courts, and we show this fealty, show this modesty. There are a few of us, but we travel in earnest to each of How the courts. How few? Mm, uh, very few. I am one of maybe a dozen. Well, why not? Why not more? It is a difficult task, one that cannot be taken lightly. Our journey is one that must be made in the truest, most earnest form. Meaning we travel on foot. We walk the land itself, and it is the gift that we bring to the courts that we have made the journey through harshest circumstance. We cannot travel by means that most others choose to travel for convenience. So, so why, y- why you? Uh, why you, personally? So that I may retire. <laughs> Making a journey well, to lots court of people means... Retire. Making the journey to court means that I may travel as I wish beyond this point. I may see the world as I have always wished. My journey will be done. And so I can seek to walk the land as ever I always wanted. So it is me. I have chosen this. Uh, It is an easier journey to travel to the spring and autumn courts. So we let the young do that. Those less... mm, steeled for the journey. I, I, I want in. You want in. This is. That's right. <laughs> some incredible tact. Just truly just <laughs> exceptional tact. <laughs> I did. I told you of their number, Maisel. 
Remember I said there were mortals who come to court and that I had only seen them quite rarely. I, I remember. I just didn't think we'd see them as well. Nor I. Nor did uh, I. This is a great fortune, young one. Fortuitous indeed. Uh, hmm. You seek to join the watch. Why not? Why not? Hmm. You are young, but not very young. <laughs> I think Drang blinks at that because what do you mean Maisel baby <laughs> Maisel is, is baby <laughs> this is a journey That's... embarked upon when you are young very young but uh... oh, you just said going north is for the least young <laughs> but I am already going north uh, no offense meant in this, but there is no need for another. You seek to walk the path of the watch, then, I mean, you you may. But your journey will be elsewhere, more than likely. And it will take years of training. You must learn the ways of the watch. This is not something done lightly. You will find Maisel does not want for courage. Yeah, or uh, stubbornness. So I, I walk and reach the cart, and and I prove that I can do it. Then I, I, I can start to train after that. What you gonna do? Hmm. Is away, Miss Fisk. Why do you choose? Maisel's fine. <laughs> Maisel. Why do you choose this path? Because I'm already taking it. It says... Why not, right? It chose me. I'm here. I'm traveling with a fae to the court. This seems... This seems like the path I should be taking. Perhaps. I fear you bend the nature of fate to your whim. This is not a bad trait. But you must... Be honest of the nature of things. Uh, this is less fortuitous than a choice. You've made this choice. I fear I'm in no position to deny you, but I must admit it is dangerous. Your life could be forfeit. Though I feel you may be fine with this. She well. just steel does not respond. I can make you no promises of what happens beyond this, but if you want to travel north, then I will... I will respect this decision. Though I must admit, you complicate my retirement. Why is that? (laughs) Because who's going to return you to the Briar Watch so that you can train? Suppose if I didn't think that. Well, it is already late into the morning, and I should have already left some hours ago, but I was uh, reveling in the leisure of the early morning here in the north, so uh, perhaps fate does have more to do with this than I uh, anticipated. Allow me to pack my materials, and we can continue further northward. Where are you all heading from here? Uh, 
We're looking for a camp with some bugs. Ah. You're looking for, uh, for white fang traders. People who uh, sell in, uh, insects. Yeah, those are the ones. Ah, they're dangerous, but, uh, if you intend to, uh, meet with them, very well. Allow me to, uh, close my camp, uh, and we can travel together. Safer that way, traveling in numbers. Thank you for allowing us the benefit of your experience, young one. Oh, I was just going to say, Ozzy points at Zaf and says, you didn't ask him why he was going north. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, why are you mean? <laughs> no! I'm just saying, it's, it's a little Bullying. rude, you know? He's standing here. <laughs> this one has the face of a man who is broken. <laughs> Ozzy kind of, I... like, examines Zaf. <laughs> yeah, I did break him, didn't I? <laughs> uh, Demita looks at that, looks at Zaf, and he says, "You are a man who has made a mistake, and you have paid for this mistake, and you now walk with this mistake." Hmm. He is not here of his own free will. I will assume for good reason, unless you give me reason to believe otherwise. At which point I will have no choice but to free this man to continue on his way. He has committed a crime, um, and it has nothing to do with the fate, let me tell you that. Very well, but if I find that he is a innocent man, I will free him nonetheless. Be my guest. Very well. Now, if I may, yes. I will collect my uh, my camp, and we will continue northward. And uh, he, Maisel uh, walks up right behind him and lends a hand in any useful or non-useful way she can. Um, he he's extremely kind in that he gives he gives Maisel like incredibly simple tasks to like assist with. Like, he notices her uh, trying to assist, and he's just like, oh, yeah, just untie that knot or <laughs> um, uh, roll this up into, like, a into a pack. Hold this down while I tie it. Um, like, totally trying to reinforce her good vibes and just like, yeah, of course, please assist me. I could use a hand. Thank you very much. And he lashes everything up and throws it across his back and he puts this large, heavy, charcoal gray cloak on, throws his uh, camping gear onto his back and pulls from leaning against the side of the uh, the tree this deep black longbow and throws it over his shoulder. He says, ah, well, uh, we may continue further northward. You said you are looking for the, uh, the White Fang so that you may purchase a, uh, a mount from them. Let us continue further north, please. After you. <laughs> Very well. Then I will lead the way. And he begins to walk forward, uh, leading you further onto the path uh, north out of town. As I said before, it's about a half day's travel outside of Gunner's Holt. He was only maybe a couple hours out of town. Um, it'll be about another four-hour journey, and it'll be about, we'll say, two or three o'clock in the afternoon 
by the time you guys arrive at what would have been midday, um, where the um, the traders with the insects would be outside of town. Anything in particular you guys are keeping an eye out for or trying to be aware of as you journey further north? Um, the weather starts to get a little more intense, it gets colder, the snow starts to get a little bit deeper, still not quite enough to require the snowshoes. Um, but this, this part of the journey uh, progressively gets more difficult as you go. I think on the way out of the camp, Drang gives Maisel a just like a pat on the shoulder, and a smile, <laughs> top like, of the head. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's... Um, I would like to uh, pull out, I guess, four, three. Drang, do you eat the rations? You weren't going to eat rations, right? Yeah. Uh, are Are you hungry, Maisel? I was. I just thought. You know, to to keep on a schedule, we oh. we might as well. And I I hand some off to uh, uh, to Ozzy and to Zef, and I go to offer one to um, Demita, and would like to see what happens there. Okay, he uh, he smiles very kindly and he says, "Oh, thank you." I say. Um, Great honor, thank you very much. And he takes the ration, he breaks off a small piece of it and hands the remaining ration to you. And he just starts snacking on it. Great. And I uh, I then, I think to like follow suit, I just take part of it and like put half of it back away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, uh, he kind of like uh, taps you on the, the upper arm and he says, uh, you must eat. It is important. You must keep your strength. It is important I... for one to be aware of how much they need to travel. Strength is not uh, foolishness and uh, confidence. It is it is understanding the needs one has and accounting I for mean, them. Strength is not I think, I think while they're having this conversation, <laughs> Drang just kind of casts Goodberry. <laughs> just like... And I don't know. Um, how am I uh, just... can't remind me what that does. Um, let's see. I'm on the wrong spell. Uh, <laughs> up to ten berries appear in your hand and are infused with magic. A creature can use its action to eat a berry. It restores a hit point and provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. Cool. So this is like this is a day's worth of food in these little. Um, it's I'm an everlasting gonna... gobstopper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm gonna assume like one of those like blackish blue looking round berries that have kind of like a like a dusty appearance almost like a almost like a Saskatoon berry but that's probably just speaking Canadian to you guys yeah do you mean do you mean a blueberry yeah I have no idea they're similar <laughs> they're similar to blueberries is Saskatoon a color up there yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah these look like blueberries for sure <laughs> Saskatoon is a color it's white but um but yeah like drank offers everybody like a day's worth of berry food. Mm-hmm. They look like blueberries, though they're more closely related to the apple family. Just some Saskatoon berry trivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Good to know. They grow everywhere in Western Canada. Okay. <laughs> There's some over there. Um, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, anything in particular you guys are keeping an eye out for as you travel northward, it'll be a few hours journey. Um, are you making any efforts to like, um, 
like keep an eye out for anything or or just general stuff I should know while you're traveling? I would uh, like to just keep an eye on like the weather as you've you've said like clouds are continuing to grow. I just want to like be like hyper aware of like looking for I don't know lightning or snow or just okay. like storms on the horizon. Sure, make a survival check for me. Okay. Ooh, not so bad. Uh, that's a 22. Okay. Uh, there are definitely early signs of a potential snowstorm. Um, with a roll that good, um, by your best guess, the likelihood of the storm hitting is going to be sometime in the, in the, the night itself. Um, not during the day. So it'll probably be sometime well after you've already arrived at your destination, but there is definitely signs of a, like, storm looming. Yeah, I think Ozzy is just primarily keeping his eyes peeled for um, any signs of a camp. Okay, um, make, these a, traders. make a perception check for me. Oh man, gotta open my app. I forgot I had to make rolls. You can do it, I believe in you. <laughs> uh, 12. Okay, uh, yeah, you keep an eye out. Um, this area um, has become a blanket of white. Um and you can no longer see any signs of sort of verdancy or the actual earth itself underneath the snow. Basically, anywhere you look, it's just a, a, a thin, um, consistent layer of about a few inches of snow in all directions. As you continue onward, um, the clouds grow a little darker as the day continues progressing. The um, the light from the sun permeating the clouds grows dimmer. Um making the uh, sort of ambient light more muted. Um, You guys find yourselves um, traveling into deeper snow as you continue forward. Um, Fewer and fewer trees spotting the the broken landscape. And until you reach this small um, sort of small uh, divot where there's these two flat um, areas of um, ice and snow, and then a small inset area that kind of zigzags down um, into like a bowl with these like ice cliffs along the sides. Not very tall, maybe about a person to a person and a half tall along the edges. And there seems to be gazing down into this uh, deep bowl of snow. There is what looks like a small camp made up of um, some small tents and. Um, you all see that there are these large domed uh, shapes surrounding the exterior of this small camp with three tents and a large bonfire in the center with a plume of smoke slowly rising up into the sky. I think this time we might be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this looks promising. Um, before uh, we like go down into the, the bowl... Um, mm-hmm. Can we see if there's, like, paths that it seems like people are regularly taking in and out? Or if, like, does the snow sort of overtake uh, footpaths make a, as, it, as it comes down? Make a perception check. Ooh, eh, well, uh, it's only a six. Okay. Um, it's too difficult to tell. There's basically this thin okay. blanket <laughs> of white covering everything. Um, in fact, the actual cliff sides themselves um, almost vanish into the whiteness of the surrounding area. It becomes kind of difficult to determine the distance and the depth of things. Um, you can tell little more than the fact that there's definitely this this downward slope 
into this central area where this small camp is. They're only a few minutes walk south from, uh, excuse me, north from you, um, deeper into this bowl down at the center. And you could, in theory, walk along the sides of this sort of uh, very shallow cliff on the left and right and flank it and come back around the top or from the north, rather. But really, the uh, there's no discernible paths any particular way that you can tell. Okay. Demisa looks at all of you and he says, Well, it um, appears that we've arrived at your destination. Drang looks at Ozzy, just... Oh, so now I'm the bug guy. I see. (laughs) (laughs) All business. (laughs) That's right. Thank you. No goofs down here. No goofs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess if we can just kind of, like, follow the, the, like, zigzagging path, and that, that seems like the clearest way. Yeah, it's pretty wide. Like, it opens up into, like, a fan where, like, you guys are at the mouth of this little um, dip of this hill, and it widens up to be probably a couple hundred feet wide and just continues downward um, as these cliff sides just open up in, like, this almost, like, circular shape um, into this bowl in the center as the snow kind of comes up to the sides of the cliff. So you could descend straight down the hill or, you know, in whatever way you wish. Um, into the center. It'll only take you a minute or two to get to the bottom. Cool. Yeah, um, just gonna take whichever path seems most straightforward. Okay, yeah, you start heading straight down. Are you going by yourself? Anybody else joining? No, I'll, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, anybody who wants to come with is welcome to. Is, uh, is Debeater coming with? He kind of, you, you catch him sort of staring off into the horizon with this puzzled look on his face. He says, Go... Go on. I will uh, keep an eye from back here. I um, prefer being at a distance. Okay. Um, I will keep an eye. If you need my assistance, I will definitely descend. There's just something strange on the wind. Can I try to, like, pop my head up, too, and just, like, look around and try to uh, see what he's looking at? Yeah, make a make a perception check. Uh, it's only a 10. Nothing in particular. Okay. He smiles at you and he says, nothing to be worried about. <laughs> I just figure I'd be more used back here where I can see everything. I'm quite fast. Faster than I look. If you need me, I will be there fast. Okay, I, I scoot back up uh, next to, to Ozzy, if Ozzy's walking down the hill. Yeah, I am taking Zeph with me, too, just so that's clear. Okay, cool. Drang, what are you doing? I think, um... I think Drang's also going to hang back. Okay. Yeah, I think she's definitely has no idea how to carry this out, and she knows she hasn't prepared animal friendship today. So... <laughs> So her usefulness in the bug thing is going to have to be tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, Cat, Drain doesn't have any money, right? No. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Not, like, maybe, like, a, a couple... I think I got ten gold. Yeah, that's where I'm at, though. Nope. Yeah, ten. Okay. Ten gold. Okay, cool. Uh, Maisel 
uh, Ozzy and Zeph, the three of you descend uh, this area and kind of trudge through the snow as it starts to get deeper and deeper as you descend this um, this hill. Uh, it starts to get uh, dense to the point of like reaching up to your knee, mid thigh, as you get deeper and deeper down into this uh, this bowl. Um, and it eventually becomes difficult to continue marching forward as you descend. So you are officially in difficult terrain at this point. You continue further downward and you see that again, yeah, there are three tents uh, with a bonfire directly in the center of the three of them kind of put in a little triangle. You don't see any people at immediate glance and there are five of these large snow cover mounds, snow covered mounds that kind of build a perimeter around the tents. And they're just these big domes of snow. As you Have you ever seen anything like this? Um some camps? No, yeah. these domes, come on. Oh, um They're magnificent. They're, they're fine, I guess, if you like domes. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean this is all pretty new to me. They don't have it in a circus, but I don't know what to tell you. They're all each about eight feet tall as you get closer and begin to discern their their scale. And again, there's these three tents all in a circle as you get closer until you're just on the outskirts of the circle of domes. Um, Drang and Demita, you are just kind of hanging at the top of the hill. Um, and he continues looking out into the distance at the horizon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Drang is watching the party as they kind of proceed down into the, into the domes. Kind of like, you know how when, like, when you're watching kids and they're, like, they're discovering stuff, it's like, it's nice to watch them discover things. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of where Drang's at, just like. So I think in that spirit, um, uh, Maisel is like just transfixed by the domes, uh, mostly because uh, this is the second day ever that she's seen snow. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, like, I, I would like to walk up to one of the domes and just like, I guess, I don't know, touch it and try to like, I don't know, grab some snow off it to see if it's just like a big thick pile of snow. Okay. Um, yeah, you reach for it and your hand sneaks sinks into the exterior layer of snow and then touches something underneath that is like smooth and freezing cold. Um, and all of a sudden, okay, I sort entire, of jump back. Yeah. The entire thing shift like shivers and shakes. And there's this like sound as the snow slowly starts to like roll off of the domed shape. And you hear this sizzling sound as heat starts radiating off of the shape and the snow covering it starts to melt and turn to water and pour away revealing this large like mirror sheen carapace of this giant beetle that slowly rises up off of the ground um, where it had tucked itself under and stands about 11-12 feet tall and shakes and this large, smooth exterior cracks, and this huge horned head comes untucked from underneath it, and heat begins just radiating off of this giant shape. 
and you hear a holler from inside one of the tents as it is thrown open and this white dragonborn in this heavy pelt just stands, like, emerges outward, a large spear in hand, and says, Oi! Who's there? Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at tfttpresents. Join our Discord from the link on tfttpresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. Our cast is Kat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at tfttpresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening.